Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. It's uh, going to be a great show because we're jam-packed. We got a lot to get into. We'll talk about the uh, NFL news notes and nuggets. There's been a hire, finally a hire in the NFL head coaching vacancy. We'll get to that. We'll also uh, get to the Cowboys, a bit of a, a, cl- a spring cleaning, all right, a little early spring cleaning for the Cowboys. Uh, they are cleaning house at the uh, coaching level. they got about six coaches who have been given their walking papers. We'll talk about that. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett hired as the OC for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. We'll get into that as well. Uh, the Astros, go Astros, hired a new GM that is official. Uh, we'll get to that news coming up here a little bit later on. Uh, also, uh, next coming up, we'll talk about uh, the quarterback rumor mill, uh, which is starting to heat up already in the NFL. We got your flex. We got a conference championship preview coming up in the 4 o'clock. Uh, so we got a lot to get to. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. He is Mike Hardball Hards. What's going on, brother? What it do, what it do. It's Thursday. We're closer to the weekend. That means we're closer to the championship round of the NFL, baby. I cannot wait mm-hmm. for it. I cannot wait. I'm excited about all of that. But let me talk about my man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime Hall of Famer DJ DJ Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. 
He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But guess what? He is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babers. I appreciate the intro as always, my man. And uh, let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP, the idealionaire, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. Got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We do know that he's underpaid. The Patrick Davis. What's going on? Doing good, doing good. Ready to kick it off on a Thursday. Uh, all right. We got, uh, we got to make a little bit of a detour. Uh, oh, we'll we'll oh, get oh. to the NFL news notes and nuggets. I promise we're going to get to uh, Frank Reich being hired uh, as the Panthers head coach. So we finally got a hire in the head coaching carousel in the NFL. Uh, Dan Quinn getting more love in that head coaching carousel. By the way, getting a second interview uh-huh. with the Colts. Yeah, we got that one. Um, and we'll also get, and we'll get to the domino effect of these hires as well and try to talk to them on the macro level. Cowboys cleaning house. Uh, at their coaching level a little bit, at the assistant coach level. We'll talk about that. And also uh, Nathaniel Hackett, speaking of assistant coaches, hired as the OC for the Jets. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's now being reported as the favorite for the Broncos job. So hey, ton. now. Yeah, there's a Texans. You better get going. Yeah. Right? You better get you, by, the, by the getting is good. Trust me. <laughs> no doubt. You better get on it. I don't. I mean, I heard things went well for him and the Texans too, but as a Texans fan, they better get on that. But anyway, we'll get to all of that, I promise. Because we got a uh, we got a big leaguer in the house. I always like to get to these little uh, stories, these breaking stories uh, from the Major League Baseball level. And uh, my Houston Astros have made a hire at the general manager position. It seemed like they were going to take their time with this, and I guess they did. Technically, I mean, you're talking about two months of a search, uh, but they landed uh, what someone, a lot of people are uh, describing as a home run hire, no pun intended. Uh, Dana Brown Mm -hmm. uh, has been hired as the new GM of the Houston Astros. Harge, you know so many damn people. I don't know. I'm sure you got some type of connection to Dana Brown, so give it to me. I know what it is. I know you do. <laughs> I, I, we should do like, what do they call it? Uh, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, can do yeah. That. we can do that with ours, too. <laughs> that's, so how, that's funny. So how, 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 do you, how are you connected somehow to Dana? I know it. I haven't even talked to uh, You talked, have not? I, I was not like, talked when, to you, when you said we're going to divert and go to a different have, level? Yeah. Haven't talked to Harge about this at all, but tell me how you somehow have a connection to Dana Brown. Well, Dana Brown just happens to be (laughs) a longtime baseball executive. For you know, he's been around for a long time, but now he was most recently with the Atlanta Braves, Mm -hmm. and the Atlanta Braves had one of the best scouts in the Braves system. Just happens to be one. Ralph Gar Sr. Mm. and I happen to play baseball with Ralph Gar Jr. <laughs> <laughs> See? Six degrees of hard, baby. Yeah. Six degrees of hard. And, and and not only that, you know, this is a great hire as far as the scouting department is concerned, because of some you go back and look at some of the track record of who he has brought into the Brave System. Brave System has been one of the best scouted organizations for a very, very long time. I mean, you can go all the way back to Chipper Jones. You can go all the way back there. Mm -hmm. He wasn't part of that, but they have a great history of doing so. He's only been there for three years, but you look at the players that he's had. He had NL Rookie of the Year, Michael Harris uh, II, who I told you was one of the best center fielders that I'd seen in a game Mm -hmm. in a long time, but he also brought in the pitcher of the year, runner-up pitcher of the year, Spencer Strider, uh, one of their closers, and they brought in Vaughn Grissom. Like yeah. so, they have their their organization has always been one of the best as far as scouting is concerned and development. Mm-hmm. So for them bringing him in, this is a huge move 
for the Houston Astros. Uh, yeah, uh, Patrick, I know you're a big Astros fan, too. So uh, what are your thoughts about uh, the Dana Brown hire? I like it. I mean, if you see that Braves team that we played a couple years ago that beat us in the World Series, that was what mostly a homegrown team. So to see that he was able to put together a team, this part of putting together a team that's similar how the Astros have built their dynasty, it's nice to see. It's not, I think it's a good hire. I know there were some other names. I know Brad Ausmus was thrown around mm-hmm. uh, as one of the finalists. And I like Brad Ausmus, but that seems like you're now taking on a project. That could go great, could not. He doesn't really have the experience in it. So to bring in someone that has a little bit more experience in that side of it, uh, I think is a great hire. Yeah, it was reported that uh, Brad Osmus was the runner-up yep. for the position. Yep. Um, so, But it, I, I, I love it. I haven't heard really anything critical of it. I've been looking around for uh, different opinions about it from the baseball uh, insiders, and I haven't really seen anybody that has anything critical to say about it hard. So that makes me feel good about it. And you said you can go look at the track record. It speaks yeah. for itself. No doubt. Depending on uh, which uh, stop you're looking at in terms of where he's been, um, there had, you know, there's been success. At each of those stops, <clears throat> and of course, you're talking about b- most recently with the Braves. And yeah. I love the way you put it. They it, it, culturally, <clears throat> you're just looking at historically, they've been a franchise that's always been able to recognize and identify talent for sure, and 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 build their roster that way. And then for for them to even hire a guy like that as their president of scouting or their VP of scouting, yeah. uh, lets you know that this is someone who is well respected. Uh, um, within the industry uh, for his eye uh, for talent. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And here's another side note that uh, I'm sure Astro fans will be excited about. Uh, Biggio played with Brown at Seton Hall. Yeah, I saw that little nugget. Yeah, that's a, that's a great mm-hmm. nugget. And he actually drafted Craig Biggio's son, Gavin, to the Toronto Blue Jays. So he knows the family. He knows the game. He's been around it for a long time. And, again, it's, this is one of those things. And here I'm going to give Houston, the Astros, a huge shout-out. This is a, a, a team that went out and took a chance on a black GM. I mean, this is rare. There's only been a couple where it's been paired as a black GM and a black manager. Mm. And Kenny Williams, who I played against Kenny Williams as well in the mm-hmm. minor leagues, Kenny Williams was the manager, I mean, the GM when he hired Jerry Manuel. So him and Dusty Baker now are one okay. of the few that have a black GM and a black head uh, a manager wow. to lead the organization. So that's very rare yeah. that that happens in this game of baseball because we've talked about it before, the, the discrepancies. I've got friends that are head scouts in organizations, and they're still mad at me. Because my kids didn't play baseball. They're mm. still arguing with me about that. I'm like, sometimes you just got to let them be I know. themselves. That's what I expected. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. You know it is. It's like, like your son don't play quarterback? <laughs> no, he decided to play wide receiver. I was like, what, what are you doing? No, yeah. but this is a great move by the Astros. And most importantly, this is a great move for that, that farm system because they're going to be able to develop those guys. Because you want to be able to bring in – uh, when you draft them, you want them to come up in your system. They don't. You don't want to trade them away. You don't want them to go flourish somewhere else. You want to bring them in, develop them, and have them grow and be part of what you do in the system. And that's what they've done with the Braves. That's what he's done with the um, the the Toronto Blue Jays. And that's what he's hoping to do here with the Houston Astros. 
Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it's interesting. You go look at uh, all the different stops. Yeah, you know, I love the little nuggets you gave there about the black GM and yeah. the black manager and how rare that is. Just in time for Black History Month. Just now, right on. <laughs> and we're still here. My um, card worked today. My card worked today. Uh, but I, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was funny. Well, in case you didn't hear, uh, my man Harge on with Bucky. Uh, you should go check that out from yesterday's podcast at hornfm.com. <laughs> um, but yeah, from 02 to 09, the Nationals, uh, or sorry, Montreal Expo. Slash mm-hmm, Nationals mm-hmm. Uh, Director of Scouting um, And then Moved on up After that To the Blue Jays Special Assistant To the GM Right um, And then The Braves VP uh and pre- basically vice president of scouting for the Braves from 2019 uh, until obviously most recently where he was hired as the GM of the the Astros. So he has it has been a gradual ascent for him. And he been he's been at play. He's not someone who's hopped around a lot. Right. I mean, he's had a long career, yeah. I mean, extremely long career at the executive level. Uh, but he hasn't hopped around a lot. You're just talking about, you know, three stops pretty much for right. him. So I mean he's 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 which is to, rare in this game. Yeah, it seems like he's a guy that wants to set his feet, um, you know, wants to uh, you know grow some roots and build something of substance. So and he's already with the Astros, who already I mean they they're already moving at a at a really fast pace in terms of trying to build themselves a dynasty. Um, so you know, it's not much to build. No, you just really gotta make sure that you know this kind of this this machine keeps moving along and just doesn't really get uh, you don't see regression from it. And I think he's a guy that's been known for acquiring a ton of talent. No doubt, everywhere he's gone, every level, yeah. every every single stop that he has had, he's done a good job of of developing and looking and have a great eye for the talent. Like I just said, Michael Harris Jr. just became Rookie of the Year. And the runner-up for Rookie of the Year was a pitcher that he also scouted and drafted as well. Yep. So that's that's a good move. And as a um, as a Houston te- uh, excuse me Houston Astros fan, Amen. you should be very very excited of what the development will be in the organization. Yeah. Uh, well, Houston sports fans need something good. <laughs> The Texans around this time ain't providing, uh, you know, they're not providing much hey, optimism. Man, you got the number two pick in the draft. Yeah, the Rockets not providing much <laughs> optimism. So I'm glad the Astros throwing something good out there uh, with the hire of Dana Brown. Let's get to the NFL because uh, there are a couple of men. There are a, few, there are a lot of stories, actually, uh, but a few of them are the uh, the top headlines of the day. Uh, gentlemen, the Panthers made a hire. Finally, the coaching carousel uh, stops with one team. Uh, Frank Reich, who was the former Colts coach, who was just recently um, mm-hmm. fired earlier this season. Um, he has now been hired as the Panthers head coach. I've always said, and it, we'll get to this, how this uh, affects the the Cowboys, actually, because remember Kellen Moore was one of the names that was mentioned as one of the, the front runners potentially for that job. Even Albert Breer uh, mentioned that recently, too. Uh, but we'll get to that in a second. But the, the hire of Frank Reich, the biggest issue for Frank Reich when he was at the Indianapolis Colts, was that he didn't understand that as a coach, your job security is tied to your quarterback. And he's, like I said, I, I thought he did a damn good job there, actually. Should have made the playoffs in three out of the five years, but Carson Wentz pulled to Carson Wentz and ended up losing to Jacksonville in that last game, and then they didn't make the playoffs. But you're talking about uh, five years there with five different starting quarterbacks in Indianapolis and made the playoffs twice. Like I said, probably should have made it three times. Um, and I think ultimately that's why he ended up being on the hot seat, and that's what ended up being the the curtain call on his time there and his tenure there was because 
you got to understand that your job security is always tied to the QB position. And if a, a head coach is on the hot seat, inevitably, most of the time it's because there's quarterback instability. Yeah. That's one of the issues there. And for him, even though he was winning games with these different quarterbacks, um, it didn't matter, man. you got to figure out who your quarterback is to face your franchise. That's part of your job as the head coach. So let me ask you this. With, that, with the mm-hmm. new hire and him being named that, does he do this quarterback carousel, which was, would have been a red flag for me, right? It is. Would that would have been a red flag for you as a head, uh, the, the head as the GM of yeah. the organization? It's like, okay, we're going to hire you as our head coach, but will you give me the the satisfaction of saying that you're not going to try to change quarterbacks every single year? But was that him or was it Jim Ursay? Was that something that Jim Ursay wanted to do? It was like, ah, we saw what happened eventually where he ended up having to fire people, but he wanted this quarterback to play. He wanted that quarterback to play. Is this something that you believe that Frank Reich moving into this position is going to provide more stability at the quarterback position? That's fair. I don't know because he yeah. is he's 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 a loose cannon, right? <laughs> he's a wild card. We know that. So how did he get this job? If we if, if we see it. How is nobody else looking at that? Well, I'm just saying, like, in terms of you're talking about the owner and Jim Irsay stepping in. He's, oh, oh, that one. Yes, okay, I thought you loose, meant the quarterback. No, okay, no, okay, no, no, okay, no. I'm okay, talking of Jim Irsay okay. is a loose cannon. So, I, you're right. I don't know. He could be manipulating things behind the scenes. I have no idea. Okay. So, maybe Frank Reich did talk to the Panthers' ownership and said, no, 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 that wasn't me, man. I had a lot of pressure to play different quarterbacks. There was a lot of people that believed that Jim Irsay wanted – you know, Matt Ryan to be benched and wanted to see other quarterbacks. And that was the reason, uh, one of the reasons that they got tired of, 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 you know, Frank Reich that season, even though, I mean, that was one of the first seasons where he had a, just a, just a disastrous start to the season. Um, he was 10 and six, seven and nine, 11 and five, nine and eight, and then four and 12. Now I'm not saying he deserved to keep his job, but did make the playoffs, like I said, in two of those years. And if he'd have made the playoffs, I believe with Carson Wentz, then I don't think the, the, the doomsday clock would have been ticking on him right. like it was. I think that's when, I think when Carson Wentz failed to make the playoffs in that year and they were, they were on track to, I think that uh, off, I think ultimately that was the beginning of the end for him. Yeah. Yeah. That's and you, fair. And you got to find your quarterback. That's part of your job. That it, is your the, job. The quarterback is something different to everybody. To, for fans, it's about hope, right? Fans get a new quarterback. I'm a Texans fan. We're looking for hope and optimism. All right? That's about hope for the future. It's about uh, jersey sales and merchandising to be the face of the franchise, to the ownership and the GM. And for the, the head coach, it is a, it's job security. You ain't got a good quarterback, you ain't got job security. And you would think that he would be better at that Mm. position because that's what he played. But it goes back to what we talked about a lot of times about John Elway. John Elway was terrible (laughs) at choosing his quarterback even though he played the quarterback position. Michael Jordan's a terrible scout, too. Right, Like right. It's just hard for greatness right. to sometimes think, like, oh, this guy can't do all the things. His brain doesn't work like my brain works. So if I see his arm, I immediately think, oh, he can make the throw. Why won't he make the throw? Not thinking, oh, he can't read a defense and can't do that. 
Uh, the question I have is if you're the Panthers and you say, well, the big deal with Frank Reich is he can't find a quarterback, and, well, our biggest flaw is we can't find a quarterback, mm. why don't we pair up and then we'll just not find a quarterback? <laughs> like, these are two Good guys point. that have a similar problem. Mm. I mean, the, the Panthers had Cam Newton. They said, we're going to move on from Cam Newton, so they paid him to go away. Then they bring in Teddy Bridgewater. That doesn't work. They pay him to go away. They go trade for Sam Darnold. They don't like him. Then they go and they bring back Cam Newton, and they're paying him twice now. And then he's not doing any good. And so they draft Sam Howell, but he, he gets – or not Sam Howell. Uh, uh, I can't remember. The, the other – Matt Corral. Matt Corral. They draft Matt yeah, Corral. Yeah. He's, but he gets hurt, so he can't play. And it, it's just this – and then they go get P.J. Walker because he's buddies with Matt Rule, and he does a little bit, but he does exactly what you kind of expect him to be at the NFL level. Like, they're that, they're that team too. Don't you want to hire maybe a quarterback guy or like – and I get you think Frank Reich's a quarterback guy, but he's clearly not. His track record does not say that in Indianapolis. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, dis- I'm not saying that he's not a quarterback guru or quarterback nurturer. I mean, like I said, it's really hard to make the playoffs when you're cycling through quarterbacks. They had the unlucky uh, situation with Andrew Luck. Him just no pun intended. Where he decided <laughs> that you know, hey man, he was retiring, and God bless him for that. Then they had to move on to Jacoby Brissett. And Brian Hoyer, I think, was the other quarterback. They went 79. Then they get an old aging Phillip Rivers, which was their stopgap. But then I think they thought that Carson Wentz was going to be a renovation project, a successful one. Man, everybody did. Yes, and he wasn't. Right. Um, so that maybe that's the criticism, Patrick, of him not being a quarterback guru, that he wasn't able to resuscitate the career of Carson Wentz. But, hell, man, honestly— I, I would argue that that's a that's a deeper issue that has to do with Carson Wentz. I was just he about just to chose say, the wrong quarterback to try to resuscitate. I was just about to say because he yeah. went somewhere else and nobody mm-hmm. was able to yeah, exactly. resuscitate him. Yeah, so yeah. I, we can't put that on him on that because he tried. He did, and but, everybody else. But then the Matt Ryan right. thing. So it's like well, it's it a back no, it's a back to back things about him trying these quarterbacks, trying to resuscitate them, and then, so maybe to Bachelor's point, that's why he has a reputation of, hey, man, and Nick you're trying to be a quarterback guru, and that mm-hmm. you're not really, I don't know if you are. You might be a fraud. Well, and that's the thing is, yeah. all right, and if you are, then you need to go get, even if he's not a starter, you go, hey, man, let mm-hmm. me find this rookie or find this, you know, let me get at least somebody on this roster that I think I can work with. Mm-hmm. And he didn't seem to do that ever. And I, maybe Jim Irsay said, you have zero player control, at least at the quarterback position. But it seems like you should at least get somebody, and then it's like if it's Nick Foles, then go to Nick Foles at some point before they say we got to go to Ellinger. Say no, I'm going to put in Nick Foles because I know he can go do what I want him to do. It's, I think, I mean, like I like Frank Reich. It just seems like a weird fit for him to put him there at a team where you're like Frank. I don't think you're lasting three years at this job. Like I don't think Carolina is going to be that competitive. You may make the playoffs because it's a terrible division, but it, they it feels like they're. It's- if They're he, like two years away from a rebuild. If he finds his quarterback, he'll be fine. So, I, and I'm serious because they, remember they they were winning games at the end of the year. They have they have actually some good pieces there in Carolina. The biggest issue haunting that franchise, and you said it yourself, Patrick, and also haunting Frank Reich, and maybe that's why they got together. Like, dude, the reason I haven't succeeded is the same reason you haven't succeeded. Right, right. We just need to find our QB. Can we focus all of our attention on finding the right QB, not just a temporary solution, not just a stopgap? Just a the right guy that's going to be the franchise quarterback, and that to me is going to be the key for them. The, the, the Panthers in that division, I mean, they can win they, games. They and, can definitely they win. Can. Oh, I also mentioned Foreman is a free agent, so they have to they have, they have to bring him back or figure out what they're going to do at running back because Hubert Chibu Hubbard has not looked yeah. great. 
That's you looked true. okay. So there's no dominant team in the division, period. No, no, I agree. Yet. So it is a division you can win. I just, if I was Carolina and had all the money in the world, I would have gone for one of the higher, maybe they just like, we're not going to get the higher candidate, so we have yeah, to go and get this. Exactly. And if I'm Frank Reich, I may have waited out to see if I get a job. I just don't think Frank Reich's going to be there in three years. I think that that owner has enough money that he's going to fire him in a couple years when they just don't. I, I just don't think they have the pieces, but there are too many pieces getting paid right now in Carolina. It's a weird, it's a weird situation. I would have gone defensive heavy if I was hiring, not offensive heavy, because I think their defense is more ready to go and then just try to have a capable offense. Yeah, but that's I, just I think they want a quarterback to lead the franchise. I, I think they do, and too. They, and that's why they hired Frank Wright, because they, they still think he is a quarterback nurturer and a quarterback guru, and he can help them find that guy. I'm not saying either way he's not or he is, but I think that's where they want to go. Everybody, is it's hard to it really is hard to build around defense. And I know I've said this about the Cowboys. The Cowboys should try to do it because they have Micah Parsons, who's such a rare freak. But in the NFL, it's hard to do that because there are so many different pieces you have to build around to make your defense great. It can't. It's, it's never going to just be one guy. San Fran's got like three all pros yeah. on three different levels. Like it's, it, it's got to have four or five guys. Because yeah. with, with scheme and a great quarterback, you actually can play elite offense. We've seen that at the college level. High school level, yep. we've seen it at the NFL level. Scheme and a quarterback. There is no scheme and one player that can make you an elite defense. No, I agree. Nope, no can't happen. So to build on defense, you want to pay big money for two, three, four, five guys, all right, that can help support and, and, and build around the structural integrity of your defense. With offense, it actually, even though it sounds crazy, it's a little bit cheaper to go in with a, with a great quarterback because at least then you have an extended window. No, that it, defensive window is going, it's going, it's going to close like that. Ask the Legion of Boom. Yep. It's going to close like that because you got to pay so many guys. That quarterback, you got to pay that quarterback, and just keep building pieces around him that are younger. It's hard to keep drafting really elite pieces on defense because you don't hit all the time. You get that one quarterback, you hit that one quarterback. Then I can keep, I can keep drafting receivers and everybody else around him. I can hit on those. Those are easier to hit on. Trying to hit on elite defensive players that are worthy of building a franchise around really tough to do. It just doesn't. It's really tough to do. No, I, and I agree with all that. hundred percent. It's also tough to get a really great quarterback in the NFL. There's probably ten quarterbacks in the NFL that can take a team and go through multiple rebuilds and every and. <laughs> And get pieces put around them. So if you're one of the 22 other teams, that's why I say I don't. I don't know if they're going to find that guy in the next three years. It, it's I so, think it's, it's worth it for the NFL. And what you have to understand about the NFL is, see, the NFL basically the salary cap when they shifted yeah. and changed everything and basically made it easier. Essentially, gave everybody a tax break. And think of the think of the the salary cap basically like part of the. Um, or the seat, the, 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 the collective bargaining agreement, right? The CBA. It's basically like part of the the, the Constitution of the yep, United States, yep, yep. right? And our, and our like our tax code and different things like that, right? It's their agreement with the people or their agreement with their constituency. And the the salary cap, to me, uh, you know, the, the part of it that they shifted and decided to make rookie quarterbacks a lot cheaper. Remember, mm-hmm. they decided the rookie wage scale, they shifted everything. I don't know, that's 2010, 2011, something like that. And they put that into the CBA. Essentially, they were telling everybody out there, every organization, we're going to make it cheaper for you to rebuild with the quarterback. If you want, if you want to just, if you want to move on from a quarterback and just draft a rookie and then have the advantage of a rookie salary, all right, for the, for the, you know, the most important position on the field. 
which usually is going to account for what? I don't know, 20% of your salary cap, something like that, will give you that tax break. It's a tax break, right? And what are tax breaks? Tax breaks are basically things that Uncle Sam decides. These stimulate our economy, so we'll give you a tax break on it. You you own property, that helps our economy. You're a family family man, or you got a family, all right, that helps our economy, that's good for you. You you got your own business, that helps our economy, so we'll give you a tax break on it. We're going to help you out a little bit. And what helps out the NFL? Quarterbacks yep. having great quarterbacks. Why? Because it's fantasy football. Because they're the faces of the franchise. Because that's the jerseys. That's what everybody pays for. So quarterbacks help the NFL. Even if you're cycling through quarterbacks every now and then, it's still good for the NFL. Because we talk about quarterbacks. We're not going to talk about the cornerback or the defensive end that nobody wants or that that that's a bust. Nope. We're going to talk about the quarterback. That's one because it helps the NFL. It helps the NFL with headlines. So the NFL is all about. We're going to give you a tax break to start over with the quarterback, and that's why it's actually in their best interest. Carolina to just keep you know rolling the dice because the NFL is helping you out there. They're giving you a tax break on it. You got the rookie on the rookie contract. You essentially could keep starting over if you want to. Now, yeah. now well, owners I don't think are not going like to Yeah, I was just about and, to say and the fans won't are not going like it. it. But you can keep starting over yeah. every two or three years once you realize, oh, this ain't the guy. Move on, start over again. Yeah. No, and I agree with everything you just said, which is why I do not think Frank Reich will be there in three years. Yeah, no, so I'm not, because yeah. I think they are rolling the dice yeah. on a very improbable solution. That is the right. It's an, it's the best way to do it if you can do it right. I just don't. It's just really hard to do. It, it, it it's hard. It's hard both it's ways. Hard, yeah, it ain't easy either way. Yeah, but I'm saying I think their way, the way they're going about it, is probably the most right now. It's the most popular, you know, yeah. approach to it. The defense approach. Nobody's really doing it. I mean, who's done it? Shano is probably the one that is zigging right now, where most of the NFL is zagging. He he's not. It's not. They, and they and by the way, they just shifted. Remember, they tried Trey Lance. They, yeah. they wanted to go all in on the quarterback thing, and then it blew up in their face. And they were like, and Shano only like, because of injury, though. We don't yeah, know what yeah. he would have had, though. I know I don't know. Well, what he yeah, had, yeah. But yeah, my point is, yeah. it blew up in their face, yeah. and, and they were the one that was kind of zigging when everybody else was zagging. He loves drafting D, D linemen early in the first round. Uh, you know, doubling down on running backs yep, because that's yep, part of his yep. system and not really having to be built around the star quarterback, but they tried and I, you know, I haven't talked to him about it, but I bet it's still like frustrating that, you know what, the one damn time I decided, you know what, we're going all in on QB. It blew up in his damn face. And right. the reports were that he wanted a different quarterback anyway. He wanted Mac Jones and he was compelled the, to draft the, the, the Wayne, fact that, that he stuff. traded away draft picks, traded, to go, traded up yeah. to go get him, that's where it looks like, ah! Thought I had it, and now you got Purdy. Yeah, now you got Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, the last pick of the draft. Who I continue to to say, don't forget when he was going into his junior year, he was one of the top quarterbacks on the board as far as draft pick, and then he played one more year, and he was like, ah. Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> uh, all right, well, uh, we'll come back. We'll get into some more. There's a ton of NFL uh, discussion to be had. Uh, the domino effect of Frank Reich taking that Panthers job means that Kellen Moore is likely going to stay the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. Unless they make a move. All right, we'll talk about that. We'll come back. We'll talk about that. we come back. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful night horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time to play the game. 
104.9 The Horn, new theme Thursday right here on Ball Don't Lie. And uh, that's when my man Patrick, uh, the idealionaire, plays songs and selections for us coming uh, back from the breaks. And based on those songs, we're supposed to gather hints and clues uh, that are going to lead us to exactly what the theme of the day is on new theme Thursday. All right. Hard said he got it again. All right. Here it is. All right. This is Triple H's intro music. Yeah. yeah. It's all about the game. Yeah. And this is when Triple H made his entrance into the Royal Rumble. So Royal it, Rumble. it does have to do with the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble is this Saturday okay. in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. That's it does good. have to do with that. That's good. But it is more specific. More specific. Is this when he won in that, the, the Royal Rumble? Is this when he won it? It's more specific than that. And we'll see. As we oh. keep going, okay. we'll see. Oh, you know what, y'all? You might have upset him yesterday when you got it on the first try. Uh, <laughs> now he's like, now he's you like, know what? It's almost I'm specific. Like, more specific. Yeah, I got to go specific. I know specific. you're close. More specific. Roll Rumble yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Roll Rumble this weekend. Oh, more turn, than that. Turn off. Oh, no, no, no. Turn off. Turn off the text line. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Turn off the text line. I know they're just saying that sounds like Mickey. It's, it's Lemmy, right. man. It's Motorhead. Yeah. 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 Come on. No, but I'll just say, I think you challenged him hard. Yeah, I did. You challenged him. I'm coming at you. Got it. Specific. I'm going to put more specific. more specific theme Thursday. Specific. Because you went three different ones. You went, it's Triple H theme. Yeah, song. Yeah. Then it's the Royal Rumble. He's like, no, more specific. More specific. I'm like, I thought he's doing these being pretty specific. No, he's, doing, he's doing good. He knows the song. Yeah. No, he, knows why, he knows why I picked this hey, song. Okay. I love but it. But you got to hey. figure out. All right. I'm all about it, man. I'm all in. Uh, okay, let's talk about the uh, domino effect of Frank Wright taking the Panthers job because it has an effect on the Cowboys. Kellen Moore, matter of fact, let me read this report from Albert Breer. So, Because I, I, I didn't think Kellen Moore was a serious candidate for that Panthers job. I thought they were just bringing him in, you know, just for the sake of it, for the hell of it. Uh, turns out Albert Breer is reporting. Uh, he said the Panthers' second interview with their interim coach, Steve Wilkes, uh, took place last night. He said, I'm told also... I wouldn't uh, discount uh, the Cowboys' O.C. Kellen Moore here. He's not out of the race as Carolina comes down the home stretch to pick their guy. So he was right about them uh, going down the stretch. He also put that on top of a tweet where the Panthers are conducting their second interview with Frank Wright today uh, in Charlotte. So obviously they were high on Frank Wright because they hired him. Uh, But no, Kellen Moore, he's not taking that gig. And I don't remember him interviewing any Anywhere other else, right? Other place, right. if I'm not mistaken. If I'm off about that, uh, let me know. Uh, I apologize if I'm off, but I, I think he's going to end up being with Dallas unless the Cowboys decide they want to move on. And, gentlemen, uh, the Cowboys, I mean, they, uh, there was seven, no, sorry, six different coaches today, assistant coaches, by the way, just assistant coaches, uh, that the Cowboys ultimately decided to move on from. Linebacker coach George Edwards, assistant D line coach Leon Lett, um, the running backs coach Skip. Uh, Skip Pete. Pete, yes, he also is out, and these are just basic coaches. They are not uh, extending their contracts, so they. I don't know if they were technically fired or they just did not, you know, extend their contracts, whatever. But they are no longer uh, the coaches with the team. Joe Philbin, the offensive line coach, and the quarterback coach, Doug Nussmeyer, uh, they won't return. Also, assistant head coach Rob Davis and 
quality control coach, quality control uh, analytics uh, coach. I don't know exactly what that was, but Kyle Valero, he is also out. So that's a lot of guys. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, so you're talking about six coaches, uh, assistant coaches who are done. So they're going to end up, uh, Harge, hiring a brand new, you know, yeah, I would say a brand new staff. Essentially, at least half their staff will be new. And we don't know what's happening with Dan Quinn. By the way, he is interviewing for a second time with the Colts. So yeah. he's interviewed. Yeah, he's had two second interviews, Colts and Cardinals so far. Um, so good chance Dan Quinn takes one of those jobs if he is a you know, serious contender or a finalist. Yeah, and, and this this whole thing, you know, I think this is why Jerry was saying I'm sick. I'm sick, I'm sick, is because he knew that all these contracts were expiring. Yeah. He knew that he was going to have to move on for a lot of guys on um, their last years of their deal as players. Mm-hmm. So it was creating a, we have to go now. Yeah. But when you say, I trust my guys and I believe in my guys, these are the same guys that you have had that, not, that have not gotten you over the hump. So now... Um, financially, you can go and pay coaches as much as you want. We've talked about that before. That doesn't hurt your salary cap. That doesn't hurt anything that you're doing with the player side of it. So if you decide you want to renegotiate with some of these guys and bring them back, that, that, that too is on the table. They can get uh, new contracts. But I think that is why he was at that point of frustration. I think that is why Jerry was sitting there saying – I want to win it with this group of people because I believe in this group of people. And once again, he's put himself in a situation where it has not worked out for him. Mm-hmm. He's put himself out there. He's he's had these conversations with us as the fans. We He's had it with the media every single week. That is why he believes so much. And now he's walking around with egg on his face again. But my biggest question is, what are you going to do to replenish that coaching staff? What are you going to do with these relationships that have been forged mm-hmm. with a lot of these players? And more importantly, what are you going to do when you realize, as of now, you may seriously have to replace Dan Quinn? Yeah, uh, that's my biggest concern. I think that's most Cowboys fans' biggest concern. And I, I think Kellen Moore is going to be the OC there next season for Cowboys fans, whether you like it or not. Have we read the Clarence Hill tweet that he just put out oh, about 20 said. minutes ago? He said, Cowboys uh, coach Mike McCarthy said he's meeting with Kellen Moore tomorrow. He would not say that Kellen Moore was coming back as offensive coordinator when asked. Oh, yeah, okay. So he said he's already met with Dan Quinn, but the future is still shady on that, but he is meeting with Kellen Moore tomorrow. Hey, y'all remember mm. in the scene in Scarface where Tony Montana is sitting there and he's looking at the TV and he's flipping through and he goes, Fly, Pelicans. Fly. <laughs> and it wasn't a Pelican. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was a Flamingo. Yeah. Fly. Fly, Pelican. <laughs> Fly, Kellen Moore. Let's get a different change. Let's get a different voice. And maybe we can figure something else out. Because, again, we've talked about this yesterday. Dak's not going anywhere. He's still there. Mike McCarthy seems to be safe because he's having meetings with people and telling them that they are no longer on the staff, or Jerry's doing it. Regardless, Mm -hmm. we just got the report. Like you said, Chill just gave us that. So now you should expect to see another offensive coordinator. Is that the missing link for this team? I wonder who's at the top of the list. I agree. 
there, you know, you got to have a plan. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be my biggest yeah. concern. It's like, okay, who's at the top of the list then? Yeah, yeah. Is that it was, Eric B. Enemy? You gotta go out and get Eric B. What you gonna do? Is like, it Joe Brady? Is it Joe Brady? Is it Joe Brady? Joe Brady? No, but I mean, that, that's the interesting part. Is when I was looking through all the cuts they or the people they're not bringing back. You're like, look, I mean, I was very harsh on Joe Philbin at the O line position at the beginning of the year and all the penalties and everything. And then he went, the O line played decent this year. Mm-hmm. I think they did well for all the injuries and everything else they had to go through. So you're like, all right, are you sure you're going to bring in someone better? Are you right. sure you're not stunting the growth of some of your young linemen by taking the voice that they know and putting them in a different voice in their second year, third year? So th- there is part of it, but I think if you're going to shake it up, and if Dan Quinn's probably gone, you might as well shake everything up because then hopefully you're set for the future instead mm-hmm. of, hey, well, let's keep Kellen Moore, and then if we do well next year, he's gone as a head coach. Like, we know he's gone in one year if he does well, or he's gone next year because his contract's up, and we don't and we don't going to keep him because we're firing everybody. Mm-hmm. So we know he's not here in two years, no matter, like, winning or losing, he's probably gone in a year, so we can make him the, in the move ahead of time. Yep. No, I'm with you. I, it's... Yeah, it's it's interesting. You start thinking about it though with the Cowboys I'm trying they, to piece it together. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, if they're gonna go wholesale changes, and I think they anticipate Dan Quinn leaving. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess basically this would essentially be like getting a brand new system on both sides of the ball. Uh, maybe that pushes the Cowboys over the top. Maybe that's something you can maximize Dak with. I, I I'm a Kelly Moore fan, but I agree that there needs to be a change, and I think this could be it for Dak and Kellen Moore, that relationship, which has been very unique um, because they've competed against one another. He's been his quarterback coach and his OC. And they might have reached their peak. This might have, they might have reached their peak together already. And not, not saying uh, I'm not a Kellen Moore fan anymore, but he might need to go somewhere else yeah, to, right. for him to grow right. as a play caller and a coordinator, but also in order for uh, Dak to have that growth as well as a player. They just can't grow together anymore. Something they can't. Like, like something stopped. They, they've hit a ceiling. Well, I think it's pretty obvious. It's like they've hit a ceiling. But we've, maximized, well. we've maximized yeah. our time together. Yeah, exactly. no, no, it's exactly. like people at jobs. Sometimes yeah. you got to make a move for you to flourish a little bit more because the highest position I can give you is the CEO, and you possibly want to be an owner. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? How can you go do that? I have to go somewhere else and create my own way. So for them, I'm looking at it and saying, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe yeah. this is it because we have to figure something else out. Yeah, no, because I, you yeah. said it perfectly. T- d- the, the way that they, that offense has operated, we've been at the top. It's, we've been in the, we've been in the middle. Offense. We've been at the, the, the bottom. Top five offense. You created all this noise, but what is the finished product when you – and I love the way that you said it. How do we maximize our ability when we're going up against – Four. We have to win four games against the four best teams. Is this our ceiling? With each other. With each other. Mm-hmm. Because I might have. You might have dressed it up perfectly for me. You have given Texas uh, Longhorn game plans week after week after week. How do you beat the Longhorn? How do you beat the other team? You've given it, but they haven't exceeded that area, right? So now it's to that point of. Well, I've given you the game plan every single week, and we're still not executing it. Maybe it's your voice. Maybe it's I'm tired of listening to you. Mm-hmm. Let's change the voice and change the people inside, yeah. and let's go. My, my boy Sean Adams used to always say, if you can't change your friends, change your friends. 
You feel me? And so maybe that's what's happening. If we can't change the result, maybe we need to change the result. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. And I will say, if you're the Cowboys, you need to make this move sooner rather than later to be fair to Kellen Moore as well. Yeah. But there is a lot of yep. decent and good uh, offensive coordinator positions available right now. And the more you hold out on this move, you're hurting him being able to go and, uh, and apply for some of these other offensive coordinator positions where he can go do his and show what he can do. That's fair. You don't want to because you don't want to leave the relationship that way because it it looks poorly on you when you're hiring your next guys. And other guy goes, hey, "Remember when you treated that guy where you waited till all the positions were full and then you let him go? So now he's a quarterbacks coach somewhere instead of an offensive coordinator." Well, and they like Pillar more too. I mean, exactly. Right. They, they got, they, so if you're going to make that move, make it now. Plus, you want to have more options on your coaching search. Yeah, you, the sooner the better with that. Um, so well, we'll see. Yeah, that's that could be big news if the Cowboys decide to move on from Kelly Moore, and then Dan Quinn also takes another job. Uh, then you'd be looking for two different coordinators. All right, we come back. We got the flex on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to put on the horn. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. It is a new theme Thursday uh, based on the jams my man Patrick plays. Uh, we're supposed to be able to gather clues and hints as to what the new theme of the day is. All right, Hard says he has it. What is it? Is this Generation DX? It is not. Dang it. All right. Um, All right, who is this song right here? I mean, who is, whose intro is this? This is Batista. Damn. Good old uh, Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Good old Drax. <laughs> Good old Drax. Man, man. Okay. okay. Yeah, right. I, 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 I'll, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm and not. You're a wrestling guy too, right? I'm a wrestling guy, but yeah, I'm not yeah. into the new age wrestling. I'll admit the. Uh, I, I, I really am a little lost on the the new era of wrestling. But these are I'm all guys school. that you know, though. Um, DX, you know, you know, you know. Nah, but I'm, I'm a Batista. little bit older than that. I know Batista. Okay. Yeah, but I wasn't that into it then. By then, I had, you know, kind of moved on. I started having regular sex. It's okay. That mug <laughs> said I had moved on. <laughs> I started having regular. <laughs> oh, speaking of the flex. <laughs> I'm like, how, how do we get there? I'm sorry. Uh, com, FLXATX and all of your social media platforms. Uh, go check out. They got all. Of, they got the basketball schedule for uh, the, the Friday games up there. So you can go check that out at FLXATX.com. And also the power rankings for the local uh, basketball teams uh, in the area you can go check that out at flxatx.com um so go check it out all right um we come back uh, we know we got we, we were gonna have a get into you know some conference championship preview stuff we really we got to table that yeah we got a we lot gotta happening. table that because there's some there's breaking news coming from all over the place cowboys related breaking news that we got to get to so we'll do that on the other side and also do better trying to guess the theme <laughs> of new theme thursday yeah because uh, it's throwing us off yeah because right now we we look we, yeah we look like we are ignoramuses when it comes to it all right we'll come back all that and more right here on ball don't lie uh, right here on wonderful not the horn